Hey guys, welcome back to the Next Dream Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm Melissa. <laughs> and today we're talking about Jordan Peele. <laughs> Stupid. So, today is a new segment that we want to do. We want to do director spotlights or Ooh. anyone in the industry spotlights. But today, since Nope came out, what, like two weeks ago now? Yeah, it's uh, July 22nd. Yeah. We thought since we didn't get out, we might as well just do everything else that he's done. And we want to redeem ourselves and yeah. after the Get It Out episode. Yeah. No, we did amazing on that episode. <laughs> no, that was our, ash. Our three views on YouTube says so. <laughs> that was, it was really bad. Don't expose us that hard. Goddamn. <laughs> Regardless. Look, there's three of you out there that are loyalists, and we appreciate it. They definitely weren't us, because I don't think any of us saw that. I didn't. <laughs> Regardless. Please come forward if you watch <laughs> our Get Out episode. We'd love to give you a shout out. Honestly, yeah, we would. <laughs> Just comment on anything, whether it be our post on Instagram, on YouTube, or on uh, leave a review on Spotify. Or can you leave a review on Spotify? I don't know. I have no idea. Leave a review on Apple Music or <laughs> Apple iTunes, whatever the fuck. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Thank you. God. Anyway, regardless. Um. Yeah, well, we talk about Get Out again, but not into as much detail as we did before because we're talking about Jordan Peele's other works as well, but not just his works, but also just like, you know, him as a person, his like whole like come up into what he is today. So he on the come up, baby. He was on the come up. Jordan Peele, <laughs> born February 21st, 1979 okay. in New York, New York. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Uh, did you guys know he did theater growing up? Of course he's a theater kid. <laughs> oh my god. What does that mean? Yeah, what's that supposed to mean? I don't know. He did sketches. I just feel like <laughs> he would. You think he had an improv group growing up as well? Oh, heck yeah. And I <laughs> wish I saw that because I love improv. <laughs> I don't know if he did it. You don't know? You didn't do mm, enough extensive I don't think research? I don't... Uh, Could I be underground. <laughs> so... I did do <laughs> I did do extensive research, but I don't think that he did improv. At least from what I read, everywhere I looked said he didn't get into improv and comedy as much until college. So he was a theater kid, but um didn't do like high school improv groups. Not that I saw. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, if you'd like to correct us. Because I mean, this just Jordan Peele's one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, these motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> reading off of what I have here on my phone, written by the wonderful Osa Roman. Oh my God. As per you Wikipedia. Can it, you can make it flow better. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a lot of staccato when you start things. I know. <laughs> I just want to make it as like awkward as possible because it's just funny. Regardless, he went to Sarah Lawrence <laughs> College with the inten- intention of... That Stupid. I <laughs> like really like... Through my brain for a loop. <laughs> I'm like, why did that? Because for context, Jeremy kicked over his microphone box. Yeah, Jeremy's While I was reading and it <laughs> fucked me Interrupting. Up. But I'm sorry, I was it. using it for my feet. Anyway, so he went to college for the intention of becoming a puppeteer. Do you... Can we talk about that for a yeah, second? Yeah, like, <laughs> going to college to, to be, be a, a puppeteer? puppeteer? That's so... You know, Jim Henson was around then. But it's but just a, random. But a yeah. college... I feel like college for like puppeteering is that like a common thing that you go to college to learn mm-hmm. how to be a puppeteer there's clown college i don't know i don't know 
But I wonder, like, oh my God. But I, I wonder, like, <laughs> no, it's fine. I wonder, like, what specifically he wanted to do, like, in that realm. Like, like in puppeteering? Yeah. Like, like in did he want to do, like, ventriloquism or like, yeah. him with the puppet? Oh. Yeah. Like Sesame Street style or, like, just play stories with, like, you know, them on, like, the, the strings and stuff. Yeah. I don't even know. I feel like he'd be more like the Sesame Street Muppet style. Maybe. I don't know. He has an interesting enough voice, I feel. Growing up, I was also always very like interested in puppeteering as well. I love puppets, but I feel like I never really want to go to college for it, you know? Like, it's one of those things that like I feel like you can learn through... YouTube University? Mm-hmm, I guess, but not so much like a trade either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about it is just weird out. I don't know. I don't know. The degrees you can get today, especially, it doesn't shock me as much. But I guess, yeah. I mean, when he did go to college, it was kind of... Yeah. It just feels random for, like, (laughs) looking at what he does now. Yeah, like, what he does now, like, how, like, big of a name he is. Like, yeah, he wanted to be a fucking puppeteer. Puppeteer. (laughs) (laughs) We all got to start somewhere. I mean, as we know, it didn't fucking pan out go anywhere <laughs> hey you don't know maybe that's his next well his he next dropped movie. out so well yeah <laughs> he dropped in- out and then he got into his career in comedy and did improv and fell in love with it this is when he was in his groups his improv groups. yes and then he went into tv yeah so that's still i don't know it's still i'm trying to rock my brain around it puppeteering into just straight comedy yeah i mean it works like that i guess yeah because you can Mm-hmm. Used the comedic sign of puppeteering into just using, you know, yourself. Yeah. Maybe he was just nervous. I just know Maybe. he's like, I am the puppet. And like he just god. goes oh off to that is be an actor. Lame as shit. Yeah. But while he was doing his improv, he met Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was just funny. Just the way you were presenting it. He was like, you know, when he did this, he did this, you know. I'm anyway, sorry. that's uh, what happened. I know that's amazing because Keegan Michael Key did a movie where he was like in an improv group, and it was like a really good dramedy. Hmm. What? Just a when nice was this? Little, this was like 2016. Really? Yeah, really, really good movie. I'll find the title as you guys continue talking about Jordan Peele. Regardless, <laughs> so, so you want to go? He met Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> yeah. And in 2003, they both as buddies. <laughs> um, got on the sh- got on a sketch comedy show on Mad TV, I which like, is I've never seen Mad TV. Neither have I. Like, I've is heard that of it. the Bonquiqui? Like, where, is that where that comes from? I think so. Okay. When what was is that? Do you remember? Like, do you remember the sketch back in the day? <laughs> remember the sketch Miss Swan? Mm-hmm. It, it was some like supposed to be like an older like Asian lady that I think I'm pretty sure like the whole gimmick was just the fact that. She was very, like, clueless in a lot of, I think, like, I think it's, like, American tradition. And then just, like, she is, like, I don't know, there's a bunch of, bunch of weird shit. She just causes trouble. I think that's Mad TV, but I don't know. Yeah, um, it is, because is I it? just looked up Mad TV, and that was one of the first yeah. things that came up. Oh, uh, we're going to say, Jeremy? I just, browsing IMDb, the wonderful website that it is, yeah. uh, apparently, Keegan michael Key was in Get Out as NCAA... As- prospect okay hold on we have NCAA to pause my mic just stopped oh. working it's only coming in through one thing now that's fine okay, i can fix that sure. is this still, yeah, still recording yeah, yeah. i can i can i can fix that you're good okay regardless ncaa ncaa prospect yeah when the fuck was this maybe it was like in the bing search 
Wait, what? I don't know. Oh, this Keegan is- Michael Key is in yeah. Get Out. Did you That's know? Uh huh. As an NCAA, NCAA prospect. prospect. <laughs> so like a college basketball player person that people are scouting, I guess. Anyway, Was um, the movies the... don't think twice. Don't think twice. The one with Keegan Michael. Yeah. Keep uh, playing in the improv group for yeah. 2016. Really, really good. It was on Netflix when I saw it, but I saw it like a year ago. So mm-hmm. if you can find it, watch it. Really nice dramedy. Okay. Continue. But when you said the prospect was, is this like at like toward the end of the movie when she's looking up like the people like on her laptop? That's what I'm thinking. I don't remember seeing him though. I feel Me like if neither. I saw him, I would have been like. I think no, actually, I think I read about this. Um, it's when. Um, what's his What's his friend's name and get out? The Rod? TSA. Yeah. Yeah, Rod is Googling something. He pops up there. I think so. What does he Google? He's Googling up um, Andre Hayworth. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think Andre. Let me see. Because I saw, let me see if I can find what I read. You guys keep talking. Yeah, because probably, it probably had to be in one of those, like, the search engines <laughs> that he shows up. Yeah. Regardless, back to. Jordan Peele. Keel and Keel. Key and Peele. <laughs> so, yeah, start on Mad TV. And I don't even remember. I don't think I've ever seen any of their sketches back then as, as well. For Mad TV or for? Not for Mad TV. Yeah, no, I, I, did, I didn't watch it. Because this was also kind of before I started watching stuff like that. Yeah, even then, I was still young. I still saw some sketches from Mad TV on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Miss Swan. That was, like, the one I watched, like, the most. Because I thought that shit was the funniest thing when I was, like, yeah. A child. Do you guys remember remember a sketch? This is like so random, but it's um <clears throat> a guy and this girl in a movie theater. Um, is it this like you got a boyfriend? Yes. Can I get you a number? Yeah. Can I get you a number? Can I get you? Yeah. That's Matt TV, right? I think it's Matt TV. Okay. That has to be, has, that has to be Matt TV. That's the What's only that? sketch I know you for don't sure. Know what that sketch is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I Can think Monkwiki is uh that one because Keegan Michael Key like there's like they're in um. Fast food restaurant or something. Yeah. Can and I have your number? Up. Can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have your number? Please, please. Oh, yeah. Wait, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it is Mad TV. Damn, I used to fucking watch Mad TV growing up then. What the fuck? Secretly, I used to. <laughs> yeah, secretly, I used to just watch Mad TV yeah. on YouTube. Well, like, that's the only one that I remember. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was more of an SNL. Like, if I watched sketch comedy back then, at like in that age, it was SNL. That age for me, I, I guess, was Mad TV and yeah. fucking all that. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, I too. Yeah. yeah. I think for all me, all that, I, like, I didn't, it was before, I don't know. Whatever. I fucking loved all that. All the, that? The, that's just, so random. Literally, ju- Jesus. <laughs> literally, it was just because of Keenan and Kel. Yeah. They literally carried that shit on their backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got their own movie. Own show. Yeah. Which is okay. It's, you know, Orange Soda. Haha, <laughs> Kel loves Orange Soda. Is it true? So, Getting oh, away from this I tangent and going back to the man, Jordan Peele. <laughs> back whose to spotlight Key and keeps Peele. getting stolen. Yeah. Back to Key and Peele. <laughs> After they have left Mad TV, they then reunited back in 2012 mm-hmm. for their Comedy Central sketch comedy show. Key and Peele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where, obviously, he found his most mm-hmm. success. Yeah. That's Netflix. like literally like. The show that put both of them like in the spotlight. Yeah, they everyone thought they were 
two of the fun mm-hmm. yeah oh, they were final the season two of the funniest motherfuckers in the world yeah they still are literally it still has influence by with literally anyone named aaron Aaron. they were they probably want to shoot themselves every time <laughs> someone brings that up i, and I an feel aaron very bad for them i had an aaron tell me that actually um yeah I see remember when that sketch went viral yeah and it, it got to the point where it was so big and the show was like so influential that remember the east versus west collegiate bowls no. And oh. it was just all these like football players that were saying like their names in a weird way, like haha yes, Clinton Dix. And like I they remember. got actual football players on there, like haha Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the last one that they did, it was uh, a Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. Like he actually said his own name like that at the end. Mm-hmm. Not the best person anymore because of the whole vaccine thing, but <laughs> it was still, you know, for being considered like a great quarterback and one of the most famous football players like it was a really huge uh tell how big Kim Peel were yeah but god they did so <laughs> fucking much what was what was your guys' favorite sketches from Kim Peel that's what i'm trying to like look through right now because i didn't really watch sketch comedy mm-hmm. so have you seen Substitute? Well, I mean, you've seen Substitute Teacher then if yeah, you, you do I've the whole seen, eight. Like, there's yeah, there's some of their sketches and stuff. But Continental, I didn't, like, watch them. Continental Breakfast is the best one for me. How does that one go? So this is how you this is how you know that he has this influence of like horror and Shining because in this sketch, Jordan Peele. I just got one. Okay, is Jordan Peele? He um he's a character that goes to this hotel that he's staying at. And Keegan-Michael Key is this receptionist basically saying, like, we have a continental breakfast. Now that you've checked in, whatever, he's like, oh, continental. And then he goes and has all these things. And he's like, oh, the bananas from Greece, how they flow, like, whatever. Like, he's just naming all these foods that aren't from where they're at. And it's the whole, like, he sees a spore, calls it a fapoon. It's all that stuff. And then at the end of it, um, he's, like, going to check out. But then Keegan-Michael Key just tells him, he's like, no. You've always been here, and you always will be. And then you just look behind him, and you see the photo, like at the end of The Shining, where Jack Nicholson was always at The Shining. And like that was just a fun little twist. Um, so you you do see where he was going early on mm-hmm. in his career, which I think is really cool, and that's a big reason why it's my favorite sketch. For me, was the Obama meet and greet. That <laughs> meme. So... The Obama ones are always like. That's angry translator. Most iconic. Oh, God. The <laughs> fact that he actually like Obama had yeah. like key like with him. Yeah, that shit is so funny. <laughs> it's just like that'll like never happen <laughs> like ever. Yeah, I like that'd be like Trump having um, what's his name? An Oompa Loompa. No. <laughs> <laughs> the damn the guy <laughs> the guy with the rust incident. <laughs> Who's impersonating him on SNL? <laughs> oh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Jesus. That'd be like Trump having him at his like dinner or whatever. That'd be the weirdest thing. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but but no, I I think Obama mean Greece is so funny because you can use it as like a template for fucking anything. That and it, shit, that shit is versatile. Yeah. <laughs> Literally seen it for so many things. I it's know. Amazing. Dude, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. But. Anyway, but Peel's passion was never comedy. 
It was actually horror. Well, before hold on, before <laughs> before we get on to yeah. his directorial debut, mm-hmm. at right after this, he did uh, in 2016. He he wrote Ke- uh, Keanu, um, which was his first like endeavor into a feature film. Um, Didn't really. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I remember that being kind of the general consensus. Yeah. So there was a kind of some worry for him going on to fully writing and fully directing. A feature film right after that which ended up being a completely different genre when did toy story 4 come out 2019 2019 yeah and that shit came out after get out <laughs> that came out same year as us you're right yeah and after us because that was summer and then us was like february or march so i was thinking of just like where some timeline things happen and i forgot yeah toy story 3 or 4 was like mm-hmm. around that time that's so weird yeah i mean you know jordan peele's still out here doing like voicing and stuff like that like he has this uh I think it's him and Keegan-Michael Key have this movie coming out that's like Claymation and it's them two. They play demons that like go to hell or whatever and mm-hmm. it's like this long journey, this buddy journey that they're doing. I yeah. think that's coming out next year for Netflix or I'm something like sure. that. I think so. Um, but that one's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see as well. So like, you know, he still does these acting, like he does in, in front of camera stuff, but he is going way more into behind the camera now. Mm-hmm. But I don't anyway. think I mentioned it earlier because you mentioned it, like his influence being shining, but mm-hmm. for for Jeremy fans out there, uh, all out there, just know that Peel's influence is also from the Gremlins. Yeah, I didn't want to be <laughs> the one to mention it. From which is the Gremlins, I'm just like, God, <laughs> for all you Jeremy fans out there, yeah. you just know that he's happy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm literally smiling right now. <laughs> but he, oh, uh, to touch on the Gremlins, you also see that influence too because there's a Gremlins two uh, pitch meeting sketch for oh Key and Peel. Yeah. And it is absolutely hilarious. But watch it after you watch the movie Gremlins 2 if you were to watch it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, it's truly unbelievable what they do with it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just funnier. Yeah. But regardless, now we'll get into the main topics of what we're talking mm-hmm. about right now is what like his like, like his like works have been like shining out through like however many years he's been doing this show already. So the first one that he released... His directorial debut, which is still insane, mm-hmm. is Get Out. And immediately, um, one thing that we, that we didn't touch on like the last time we, we did Get Out was the fact that um, uh, the Shining influence in the very beginning with like the teal colored text. Yeah. When we watched it yesterday. As of recording. As like, as like a little, as of recording, as a little like refresher. And then Alyssa and I both caught it like on that very quickly. We're both like, oh my God, it's, it's like, at this point, I'm sitting like 10 to 20 feet away from them, and I hear it behind me. <laughs> the teal, the teal, the, teal, the shining. The teal, oh my God, they're doing the thing, they're doing the thing. I will say the teal font fits this movie better because of the color palette yeah. than it yeah. does the shining. There's a lot of blues and yeah. shit like that. But we we shouldn't really get too, too deep into it because we kind of already did this once before. I just want to point out. I'd review Get Out. I'd review Get Out three three times if I had to. There you go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, but I I just want to point this out real quick before we actually get serious on Get Out. Um, in in our outline, as written by Alyssa, Obvi written and directed by Jordan (laughs) Peele. Obvi. Regardless, the synopsis for Get Out, if you don't know already, a young African American visits his what? 
Do you want to do it, Alyssa? Go do it, Alyssa. I'm, I'm sorry. Get out. <laughs> Released in 2017. Yes. It's about a young African-American man who visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmer, simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Did you write that or copy paste it? I copy and paste it. <laughs> Obviously copy and paste it. You think Alyssa would willingly type out boiling point? If I, if <laughs> I, if, if I knew that simmering and boiling point came from her head, I would have been like, damn, that was smart as fuck. And then tell me he copy pasted it. I'm like, damn. Uh, <laughs> no, those are the words I would use, and then you guys would make fun of me for using. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> Never. So Get Out ended up being a smash hit for Mr. Jordan Peele. <laughs> yeah. How so, Alyssa? Well, Give us the numbers. Let me tell you. <laughs> so Get Out. I mean. When it came out, I remember everyone talking about Get mm-hmm. Out. And yeah. I was like, okay, a bitch has to go see this movie. <laughs> and get, seeing, so I saw Get Out in theaters, and I remember it being one of the most fun theater experiences ever. Because, you know, obviously it's written by Jordan Peele, a black man, and stars Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Um, as Chris Washington. As Chris Washington. And Shout out to the Chris and Jeremy in this movie. <laughs> and I just remember everyone getting so into it and like screaming at the screen and like just being so. And obviously it's like a horror movie. And I don't think I've ever seen like the turnout for a horror movie in theaters like I have with Get Out in my like from when I saw it. Yeah. But. Um, it was nominated for four Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director, and won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, which is yeah, as it should. And um, which was the first? Yes, Jordan Peele was the first African American man to win the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, which is just like how Spike Lee won it after him, which is. That's insane. an insane stat because like you, Spike Lee, <laughs> which he God. he won it the year after for Black Klansman, but that was also adapted. But it's still like it sh- it shows how great he was right off rip. Mm-hmm. He you also know. was the first African American to be nominated for Best Director and Best Picture yeah. all in the same year, which I still think is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, racism. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> No, twenty and twenty seventeen was a really good year too yeah. for movies because mm-hmm. you had this, you had Lady Bird, you had um, was no Blade Runner was the year after Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think so. Um, I just remember it being a really strong year, and like recently too, uh, some film critics I follow and like read on they they've been touting how like immensely impactful that year was as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because there were so many oh great movies from voices we haven't heard of before. Yeah. Because Greta Gerwig was getting big. Um, and then you have the continuing rise of uh, Lord and Miller with like Into the Spider-Verse. Even though they were just producers. But you know what I mean? Like there was all these prominent things that are etched in history now because of this year. And Jordan Peele winning screenplay for this was 
definitely a major highlight for this. Spider Verse was 2017, 2018. Never 2018. mind. I'm oh, sorry. I'm I'm blending those two years for some reason. I was saying you're shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way. Even then, 2018 yeah. still a long ass mm. time. Ago. And we're getting a sequel not this year anymore. Next year. Yeah. Time isn't real, guys. Oh my god. But it's also great because you don't really see the horror <clears throat> genre in general being mm. recognized a lot at the Oscars or in just. Yeah. award shows in general i think and this may be wrong but i think the last time that something that was a horror film that got this much recognition at the oscars was silence of the lambs in the yeah. 90s what the it's fuck? crazy like and granted those are both great films but i'm it's kind of it is kind of baffling yeah at that point and yeah i see so many people talk about how horror is just because we're getting this kind of like new age renaissance of horror and it's just getting snub after snub after snub, snub in the horror genre in general. Because, I mean, we've seen, like, Tony Collette with Get Out, who was amazing oh. in that movie. Hereditary? Or, yeah. What did I say? Get Out. Get Out. Oh, get out. <laughs> Tony like, Collette. She actually played Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel Tony, Kaluuya. <laughs> Tony Collette in Hereditary and, like, Florence Pugh in Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Like, you see all these different... Lupita Nyong'o in Us. Yeah. Like, yeah. you see so many great horror movies that are coming out now, and we're still not getting any nominations, let alone wins. Well, what's crazy is that there is starting to be this shift from this uh, high-level horror... Um, granted, not as much, but like you're starting to see it. But we're starting to go back to slashers now. Yeah. So like we're on that swinging pendulum. Like, oh, this high level horror isn't like necessarily working for every everybody. We're starting to go back to more like not dumb horror. I don't want to say it like that, but it is like X, for example. Yeah. That was fun. Like, sure, you could find a message in it, but it wasn't anything near like a Midsommar, or any Ari Aster, or even Robert Edgar's work. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a very interesting thing that Get Out is one of the standouts for that, and it was able to break it. It was able to break through at yeah. the Oscars. Yeah, and we love to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to highlight though was the fucking budget jump. Yes. How the 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 whole movie has a four point five million dollar budget. Yeah. And it grossed two fifty five point five million. Yeah. That shit is fucking insane. <laughs> so there's this saying. Um, that a lot of, like, whenever you, like, look at videos on tips and stuff, like, what you should do, uh, what you should make, what you should write for the industry, they always say to do horror because this turnout is easily what can happen if you make a really good horror movie. And the thing is, too, it doesn't feel like lower-ish budget either. No? It looks good. It's, there's, you have freaking Bradley Whitford, which he's not, like, a household name, but he's still very much a well-renowned actor mm-hmm. yeah. as in a supporting role and Catherine Keener mm-hmm. um you know Daniel Kaluuya sure he's kind of starting out you have Allison Williams kind of starting out but then you know you get a, like a Lakeith Stanfield yeah and I you, mean Daniel Kaluuya was already a little bit known but just over in the UK yeah exactly yeah. so like this was definitely where we see him jump over mm-hmm. over the pond over the pond. Speaking speaking of doing accents, his accent. I love his accent. It's so good. I it's, love it when he does like an American accent. Yeah, I did not like. He keeps doing American accents, so it's like there's no way yeah. you're there's no yeah. way you're above. I, like, yeah, I, I always forget. Watching it out, you would like 
you would never suspect mm-hmm. that Daniel, especially with Daniel Kaluuya's accent, because mm-hmm. he has such a heavy, yeah, British like bro. It's thick, thick accent. And hearing him in this and like all the other works he's done where he's played an American, it's crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> he does such a good job. I mean, that's just a test to how great Daniel Kaluuya mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic actor. For the, because I know we talked with three of the nominations of this movie. Was Daniel the fourth nomination? For this film? Yes. Yeah. Okay, deservedly so. so. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, his, his yeah. performance overall in this movie is fucking great. And literally, his like face is now like, like, like his, yeah, it is. Like, his like face is literally like one screen grab from the movie that literally everyone mm-hmm. always associates from. Yeah. And it's the hypnotism scene where his yes. eyes are wide crying and he's just freaking out. Everyone, literally... Oh. Everyone knows that. Yeah, mind you, also spoilers for this whole episode. I don't know if we said that off top, but... We haven't gotten pretty much to the story, so you didn't say anything yet. But just in case, because... It... Spoilers, <laughs> just in case. Um, also, I, I want to mention... He, so he was nominated for this role, deservedly so. Yeah. He ended up losing to Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Anybody remember that movie? What in the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Exactly. Um, Why do you like the Oscars, man? For real. <laughs> I just... So... I just I like the idea of them. The execution is usually bad, but it's it's something where you're supposed to be celebrating these underappreciated movies, if you will, and showing like the best of the year, um, which usually aren't the ones that break the box office. Um, so you know you do get these like actual smart winners, like Jordan Peele for screenplay, and you get Greta Gerwig nominated this year as well for like directing, which was a great you know a great little movement, but not enough movement for women in film and, uh, trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like there is this mix cause then a couple years later you do get parasite winning, but then like the year prior to that, it was freaking green book winning best picture. Um, <laughs> look, wrap it up, son. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So the whole, the, what I'm trying to say is with this, this is like the main stage for film. So it's very interesting to see, what Hollywood thinks should win. Yeah. It's just the way that their voting system works doesn't always allow for their, the best results. Well, Peele should have won Best Director, okay? Let me check. Because we love Jordan Peele. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I, well, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro won. All right. For Shape of Water. Okay. Which is a very good Never movie, mind. and it's also, like, open-minded. And Greta Gerwig is nominated for this, and then... Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk and Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. All right, never mind. It was, so, kind, of, it was kind of hard for him. Yeah, but he won best. He won best writing. So that's very at least. Yeah, at least should have won best picture. Regardless, opinion. though, let's get back to uh, the cast real quick. Uh, Fun fact: Kaluuya was given the role on the spot. Yeah. So I was reading this and. <laughs> I didn't put it all in the outline, but when I was reading about it and like why he was cast on the spot, Jordan Peele says that he was given, he gave the role to him on the spot because, so he went through um, the audition process and once he got, he kept doing this one scene and he did it like five to 12 times or something like that. And every single time he had a tear drop at the same exact time in the audition how the fuck because daniel kaluuya is that good every single time the t- a tear fell at the exact same time 
it's that's amazing. It's just like how do you how are you able to control your tear ducts like that? I don't know. I'm always amazed at actors who can just like cry like that because mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm like learning more about acting as I go mm-hmm. through uh, the industry and things like that. You, I mean, depending on what your method is, I guess you have to get to like a really certain place mm-hmm. in Sunken order to place, just like cry would. like that. So it's don't make like, a joke I would make. <laughs> 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 so it's okay. like. So it's just really like in order to get to that place so many times and it can be like really draining mm-hmm. for actors too to like constantly be doing that especially for genres like horror mm. and shit like that because you have to get to a dark place the sunken place if you will there's, there's no, no way dude you are <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you both made that same freaking joke and she and fucking I gave me a glance do for doing it and then i now- didn't even hear you I'm so serious. So you don't pay attention to me is what I'm hearing. Well, you were interrupting me. (laughs) Hey guys, uh, let's (laughs) let's save the therapy session for after the podcast. Oh, you were interrupting me. Um, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is just one of the freaking best actors working out there today. I'm so glad he already has an Oscar. He needs to get more soon. I'm sure. Like, I don't know what his next project is after Nope, but. Yeah. I th- I think he's on that trajectory of being the greatest of his like yeah. generation. And he just has a great personality as well. Bro. He's such a bro. You know who, I love him. You know who else can get out that I I loved, but I wish there was just a little bit more of mm-hmm. Lil Rel Howry's character Rod Williams. I felt I just felt like there needed just to be like a tiny, tiny bit more of him. For me, I wish we got to see him and. Uh, chris together yeah like prior because you do you do get the relationship very well even um, with the not exactly with each other until the end exactly like the, it's just phone conversations but you do get i think he's in the movie enough for those parts if mm-hmm. if we if we did get more it had to be like prior to the whole event yeah what there's a movie that i felt like would have a similar opening but i forgot what it is it's just too people working like their like jobs similar to like a tsa agent mm-hmm. but oh, fuck, it's literally escaping me i can see it in my head but i can't tell die the hard so, no <laughs> regardless i did like how the the character rod did bring did like break up a lot of like mm-hmm. the the like the feeling of tension within the movie because he's like you know the comedic relief uh and in some sense but he's still so fucking funny yeah I, I i love whenever he's on screen yeah i don't think he ever reaches the same peak as this film like because they started using him more and more in other films mm-hmm. but it, it was kind of like the same Free energy guy. same vibe um <laughs> <laughs> but i don't uh, really good in this movie like he adds the perfect amount of com- of comedic timing if you will mm-hmm. and he, even daniel kaluuya has some moments where like his reactions of like what's going on here like yeah. his fit oh yeah so this one one point with like regina just in the whole phone thing and she just cries and walks away very quickly and he's like that bitch is crazy bitch like literally <laughs> when he said that all three of us audibly were like <laughs> and even the our co-worker he just like he was laughing like it, it was just it was really good so funny I'm trying to think who else kind of like stood out as well allison williams i think does well 
She's the, the one that plays Rose, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about Allison yeah. Williams because yes, she has a good performance and she's like creepy when she's evil at the end. Yeah. But in the beginning or like most of the movie when she's acting as this nice girl who is Chris's girlfriend, I can't tell if it's her trying to like her portraying her character as being a bad actress in like being nice to Kaluuya and like yeah. um that whole sense or if it's just her having some weird like just delivering weird I think it is the like she's done this so many times and it's kind of like all right got to go at it again yeah. so it's not it's not like you're giving it your all yeah. at this point especially cuz you know, sometimes people can get cocky enough when they feel like they have it in the bag. They're like, okay, yeah, I can ease off, ease up a bit. Um, so I definitely feel like it is the, I'm playing the just a sweet old girlfriend and I'm not an actual actress, so I'm going to not play it the best. Yeah, because there are some moments where she's like <clears throat> reacting to what mm-hmm. Chris is saying or whatever. And she'll have like weird, mm-hmm. not weird reactions, but just like, she does it in a way that's not like a hundred percent believable. Like the is it the are you thinking of the dream? Like when Chris is telling her about the dream he had and she's like, Oh no, that sucks and like she just like sits on the bed. Yeah, and <laughs> even in that moment too, he like keeps explaining it and mm. she like puts her head in her hands mm-hmm. or something and I'm like, I can't like <laughs> I wanna believe that it's just her like portraying this character as being not a great actress. Yeah. Especially because, like I said, later in the movie when she does, like, do her switch and she's evil, she does such a good job. Mm-hmm. So. I would like to believe that she's trying to, like, be like that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But. Because it does work for the movie. Yeah. If, it, if that's the case. I mean, hey, if anything, here's a case where being a bad actress worked for, out for you. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know. What did you guys think of the parents? Parents were fantastic. I'd be. Yeah. I, I love Bradley Whitford. I hope I'm saying his name right. I don't know if it's Whiteford or Whitford, something like that. I think it's probably Whitford. Yeah. Maybe. But he always has this like kind of sarcastic energy in other performances he does. What else were they in? So Catherine Keener's in what people call uh, the first movie in like what Get Out is a spiritual sequel to, which is Being John Malkovich. I've never seen that. She's in that. She's in that one movie, uh, Living in Oblivion, that we saw. I've never hey, seen that. People have been saying you didn't you guys... watch that in in, in the screening theater what when we were that? students. What is that? <laughs> Even they've been saying that that Get Out's a spiritual successor or spiritual sequel to Being John Malkovich because it's the whole you know twist of being in someone's side and someone in like their head. I guess. So it's like it's be funny if they were actually like connected. <gasps> she's a four year old virgin. Anyway, That's what it is. <laughs> there's okay. Watch the other two movies I said. And she, oh, she's Percy Jackson's mom. Oh my god, she's Percy Jackson's mom. You know, for the people listening, just be happy that we have hosts of different varying tastes. Because <laughs> being oh a rock god, is a you guys are such haters. Movie. Those are good movies. <laughs> They're fine. Watch fucking being John Malkovich, okay? Yeah, watch being John Malkovich and watch Living in Oblivion. It's fine. (laughs) Living in Oblivion is a better comedy. Fuck off. I don't care. (laughs) Fuck off. 
Have you seen it? No, and I don't care. Why don't you care? Hate on all my movies. I'm, I'm not hating movie. on it. It's just <laughs> these are better movies. <laughs> Guys, please, please. We, we have two, two more movies, movies to get through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we should get out of this conversation. Let's get into the story now. Bad jokes, Jeremy. <laughs> There's no way when you repeated Chris's joke earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the story now. So. As a whole, <laughs> what did you guys think of the story? How did it flow? What, like, what did you think of like the twists that it you know, it followed? What are we thinking? You want to go first? No, you can go first. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, very much a Twilight Zone uh, episode feel, which then again, he went on to do his own little follow-up suit. I'm saying, I'm just saying, like <laughs> it's a nice little tie-in where he did go on to do that. Um, but this w- definitely had the feeling of being like the best Twilight Zone episode ever. You mm-hmm. know, it's simple enough with these high, um, high concept ideas, but it's delivered in a way where it's grounded and believable in the world, and. You're going along with these characters because you, you especially care for Chris, you know, because you do see he's, he he's not. It's not like um, it's it's out of you know this fish on land story, but it's it's definitely like he he knows he stands out and he thinks it's for different reasons than it actually is. Yeah. Um. Even though it's also I guess technically for the racial reasons too, but there's always there's something more sinister behind it. And I do feel like the crawl and build up to that whole reveal is a very fun and intriguing uh, journey. You know. What was your guys' reaction when you first figured out the twist? I had it spoiled for me before. Damn, that sucks. Like it, that sucks. It wasn't fully spoiled, but like people, you know, they would make jokes. Cause I didn't, I didn't watch it in the theater. I, I didn't have the chance to and I had to wait until they came out on like video on demand or whatever. And basically what people were telling me was like, yeah, this whole like medical side that they decided to do in the twist, which you have no idea there's a medical side until the twist happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like here, I'm like, are they doctors? They don't, they're not saying they're doctors. Like it's all these things kind of running in my head that first viewing. And then it's also the like, I was told about the whole sunken place thing. And how that meant you were like inside someone else's body. So like, it's not exactly like all these, you know, white people are going inside the, the bodies of black people and all that stuff. But it's still, it was these hints that when you're watching it for the first time, it's kind of like you're watching it for the second time already. So it's not as great of a first viewing as it could have been for me. That sucks, bro. It does. (laughs) That's why I went Thursday night for uh, us. I would love to go back and watch this again for the first time. Yeah. In theaters. Because it was so fun. I remember when the twist happened and everyone just freaked the fuck out in the theater. It was like, what the fuck is happening? And I just remember it being so lively. And even I was like, oh my fucking God, (laughs) these bitches are crazy. (laughs) Even more crazy than you already thought. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, because the whole movie wants to make you think it's more of like a race thing, mm-hmm. which inherently it kind of is, but it also really isn't. It's just that like they'll solely pick out yeah. black people for not for anything, but really just for like their physical capabilities. Yeah. 
Which is fucking in the end crazy. is kind of a race thing. <laughs> What's up? In the end, it is a race thing. No, but it's yeah. like a. I mean, the fucking twisted. Georgina and the other guy just mm-hmm. are literally slaves, mm-hmm. but they're white people slaves. Even though it's just their fucking. It's their parents. <laughs> <laughs> Black is in fashion. Yeah, I wanted to. Oh, I hated this part too. Cause, I mean, listen, we're laughing at this too. At the very end, we're in. Uh, Georgina's like in like the car mm-hmm. with Chris, and then fucking Rose just goes, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma. Like, Grandma. 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 <laughs> Grandma. And then and then they crash. He catches up. She catches up, and he just goes, "Go get him, Grandpa." Which that's the first time that you know that those are her grandparents. Yeah, they literally don't say anything prior. Yeah. Because like you would think, I think what they're trying to like portray is like you know that their grandparents, that her grandparents are dead, and then they're like. Like, there's nothing else with them, but I guess you could assume that maybe they're in someone's body because of, like, when Chris is first trapped and, like, the, the TV comes on and, is, and it's their grandpa talking. Yeah. Well, you also but. get, like, re-watching it again, and now knowing, like, the twists and stuff, you also get hints of it just in the way that they're talking because they're, they, like, put on a white voice, mm-hmm. and they're, like, I don't even know an example of, like, what their dialogue is but it's just like, well gosh golly do yeah, like that kind of thing <laughs> where it's like very inherently white mm. and i mean you see sorry for the ruckus yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see chris question it mm-hmm. um throughout the film because he's just like what the fuck like <laughs> why are they acting like mm-hmm. that yeah um and i, and I love rods just like sex slave hypnotize sex slave sex slaves yeah. <laughs> i love that he was so like close to the point, but like completely. completely. Yeah. He's Whereas like, they're hypnotizing black people. This isn't that. Sexually. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like, it's also true, too, because you do have some of them like, is it true? Is it true? Like, yeah. huh? Is it better? And I'm like, that point always grosses me out. Because oh. it's. Sorry, keep going. No, I mean, it's, it's especially because, like, the woman saying it, her husband is literally in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's dying. Like, <laughs> continue, though. Um, one of the parts that always like chills me a little bit is when Chris, like at the party or whatever, goes upstairs and everyone stops talking mm-hmm. and oh. is like listening to his footsteps and like what he's doing. It's so like ooh, uh, I I also yeah. think like the the blind dude when you first meet him is very scary too because you know he sees him yeah. with like his photo with like his camera and he's just like. Like, oh, like, you have a good eye. And he's yeah. blind. And yeah. he's literally just saying it because he wants his eyes. And then later on, you hear him literally say, it's not a race thing, man. I don't care. I just want your eyes. Like, I literally want them. Which is like... Mm. And one more thing, too. It's just like the the auction. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That shit is... It's a great reveal. Well, also the fact that it's silent. Yeah, like, yeah that's right. Talking. It's quiet. It's just the scariest <laughs> fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And the like slow, mm-hmm. it, I always forget if it's a push in or push out. It's push out, right? Mm-hmm. Pull out. Pull out. I guess. But the like slow like reveal yeah. of, because it starts on just that big the dad's face, yeah. and then it slowly pulls out, and then you see Daniel Kaluuya on the. Yeah, I the, the keep picture. going back and forth. Calling him his character. Chris and Daniel. <laughs> That's so weird. The Chris is my first Chris. name. Daniel my middle name. Yo. What? Chris, my first name. Daniel's my middle name. Anyway, yo. So you see Chris on like the 
portrait of him and then you see like the audience and the bingo cards and shit and also i never realized before that um when like after lakeith's character attacks daniel kaluuya and they're all like sitting in the living room area or whatever and the dad goes all right let's get ready for bingo Mm. and then immediately the um rose is like we're gonna go for a walk and takes daniel Mm -hmm. kaluuya out so they can all start yeah So, like, what what do the bingo cards mean? Is it literally just something for them just to hold up for them to get picked for the auction? I think it's that, and it's also, like, in case they were to come back, like, oh. But then again, the painting is a little weird. Yeah, it's a big-ass fucking drawing of, or picture of him, so it's, like, I don't know. And it's, like, because, uh, like, if it's a bingo card, is it an auction? Or, no, I can't, I was going to say, like, if they, like, win it. Because, because like they, they all they, they all look like they have fucking like five in a row. Like, like they have like no other spaces like marked but just the five in a row. Maybe it was someone they bought. Like in general, and it could because like maybe it's like it lottery seems, numbers. It seems to go in generation. You know. Because like. Maybe. Like because it's the, you know, it's their parents that are the, black people first. Okay. So mm. it's kind of like. The the older generation has it, and then like their generation is gonna have it. Gonna have what? The bodies to harvest. Yeah, but they're all they're doing an auction, so it's whoever pays the most money gets the body. No, I know, but I'm talking about the what's on the bingo cards. Oh. Like how they're stamped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like like if it is like you know what I mean like what me and Chris were kind of saying it's like how many bodies they have is how many stamps they have, or it could just be like their way of. Signifying which is whose card as well. Because now I'm thinking about it now. Because if it's just like a lottery thing, then I'm thinking if it's like they hear my dog lapping up water right now. But I was thinking like if it's like an auction thing, because you see him like put up like numbers like on like his like hand, because he jumps from like a one to like two. Well, that's how much money, no? I yeah. That's what oh, I was okay. thinking. Like I'm thinking like. It could be like a, it could be like num- like number like an auction of like raising number going like one to this, so whatever. And then he goes like boom, does it again? Because I think he's okay. So then now I'm thinking about it, it is probably just an auction because he's going like one. Let's yeah, just say it's like let's say it's like a ten thousand right here, something like that, whatever. Then to a twenty thousand, this this and that, fifty, hundred thousand going once, going twice. He does he does it twice. Maybe two hundred thousand. Yeah, two hundred. Maybe I'm thinking. I'm thinking more of like like a going twice kind of thing. Because after he does it twice, then he goes and points to the blind guy, and it's his. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, um, that was very intense <laughs> dissection of the bingo. <laughs> yeah, no, we we really wanted to make sure we got the bingo. Um, down, you know. Anyway, so I guess that was one of our yeah. major moments: the bingo card. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any other overall thoughts on this film you want to touch on? Blues and reds. Yep. Yeah, a lot of color theory. And then lighting was blue and yellow, yeah. which is interesting. The very end, too, you see when he's choking out Rose, the blues and reds on his face. It became purple. It became purple. It became purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk about like, the deleted scene as well? Yeah, we could. So at the very end of the movie... What happens in the you know theatrical cut is as Chris leaves like the house and finally escapes, he's 
he's like he basically killed like the whole entire family is choking out rose is like the last person needs to finish off and a cop car pulls up theatrical cut it's rod coming out to save him because it's airport security and he's there to save him whatever um in the in the deleted scene the cop car pulls up and it's actual cops mm-hmm. he gets arrested gets sent to jail cuts to a clip of him and rod at, in jail of like doing like their what their one phone call and all that i forgot what they say but it's like we talked about this before too but i'm glad that they did not go with this yeah because that shit would have been infuriating yeah and i remember too like why jordan peele chose the ending that is the real ending and that's because he was like we deserve to have a win exactly yeah yeah like because it, it would have been like a sort of like i guess this would have been a callback to how earlier in the movie they had like that one white cop just like you know was being a dick because asking for like chris's yeah. like id for no reason even though he wasn't driving this isn't that and so it would have been another like like on like another cop is doing just like a dumb thing to a black person this isn't that whatever so it also would have made his whole journey just useless at that point as well because it's him trying to save himself and he gets arrested so it's like but at that point is it it would have brought it up in an interesting um discussion where it's like is it better to be trapped in jail or trapped in the mind of someone else you know like either way you're go to jail like what the fuck but whatever. Regardless, he he wins. Let's go. Chris, we love to say it. <laughs> love to see. We need it. video back. We love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on Get Out? Very good movie. Love Very the good. movie. I my my um rating still stands a five out of five. Me too. Five out of five. I'm out of four. Uh well. It dropped. I know. He lowered it. He lowered it. Fucking bitch. Jordan, <laughs> come for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Why'd you lower it? I don't know. Just yesterday's viewing just kind of... It felt like there were some things missing, like a little more depth and some better cinematography I would have liked. Like, I do love the color theory that is displayed throughout the film, but a lot of the, like, just visually... I feel like it could have been told better that we do. And he uses film language much better and has a better cinematographer, obviously, in his later films. So, like, I know he can do it. I think that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a retroactive, like, if only this was a bit stronger. I understand it's his directorial debut, but, you know, yeah. things change and thoughts can change. I think the simplicity of it works. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the story is strong enough in itself and you have great like production and costume design and like color theory and stuff that way that I think the shots and composition on the cinematography side can be more simple. Yeah. There's like a lot of layers to it that just stack up a lot that all work together that make it just an enjoyable viewing. Yeah. It, it makes it all enjoyable. I'm not saying like those take away from it. I'm just saying like yeah. if only like that on top of it, that would have like definitely projected it to be probably in my top ten films. I thought it was in your top ten. It was in the mix. <gasps> I don't have like a defined top ten. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I have a defined top four because like or I guess technically top five, but 
Regardless. So, Jordan Peele makes Get Out. Commercial success. Everyone loves it. How does he top it? So that brings us into the second movie in the Jordan Peele. Something so staccato. <laughs> and it brings us to his next movie, which is Us, made in 2019. The synopsis is a family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. Obviously, <laughs> directed by Jordan Peele, as we know. Hobby. Uh, see, I saw this one in, in theaters. I didn't see Get Out in theaters. I saw this one. I, I, saw, I saw this one in theaters. Yeah, so I saw this one in theaters as well. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I did not hear what you guys. What happened? Jeremy's just being a bitch. You know, I'm can, not. Guys, <laughs> can we go one episode without yelling at each other, please? No. It's not like you two were yelling at each other earlier. But we need to do it out of friendship. What the hell? Did <laughs> that? It's a fellow co-worker. I'm gonna quit. You know how you have like you know relationships with people and you hang out. You know, hang out with your coworkers and hang out with your friends. You know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's move on to take us. It a, take it take away, away germs. Take it away, germs. <laughs> this got nothing. Right. Right. The, the lack of awards. The lack of awards. I know. I was just telling you to fucking transition. Well, that was the joke we wanted to make. Okay. Can I can I continue my transition? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Lupita deserved better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was dire- r- literally a year right after Tony Collette got snubbed for her role in Hereditary, and yet again history was repeating itself by not even nominating the lead actress in what was one of the year's best horror films. Um cannot believe it yeah it was genuinely shocking because i remember watching this movie in theaters and the last time i watched it and again she's playing herself uh and her doppelganger Mm -hmm. as they all basically are and it's truly just it just captures you with her performance because you you just don't believe it's the same person but you also do because of how strong and powerful her performance is but for how not only how starkly different their characters or her characters are, but how much of a vocal change she has to do. Like she had to do this kind of choked out, damaged. Um, oh yeah, it was like the the like, vocal like, cords. Yeah, like her cords were like yeah. attached. Like, uh, yeah, uh, like uh, it's it it did unfortunately get to the point where it almost like did permanent damage for her. Like, she had to take, like, a long breaks from talking. Yeah. Well, she, she also had to work with, I think I read two voice coaches mm-hmm. in order to not damage yeah. her vocal cords doing it. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, again, Peel knows how to use tears well. Because, like, there's multiple times where Lupita's, Lupita's having these tears, and it's just shocking. Yeah. Like, it's it's impactful when Lupita has these tears. But, um... Yeah, I I do remember thinking, hey, this might get out, uh, get a get out treatment. Um, but then again, twenty nineteen was an even stronger year than twenty seventeen was. Mm-hmm. So it didn't get anything. It should have. It definitely should have gotten Lupita. That's the one thing, sure. the one hill I would die on. Everything else, I'm okay with it not getting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lupita should have been nominated. 
True. I agree. I still like to get. Uh, I got five on it remix. Yes, I got five on it. And then it just makes it all horror and all yeah. that kind of like. That tr- I remember that trailer and like the hype around it because it's iconic. Yeah, it it really was because I remember I remember just hearing like we just mm-hmm. like a bing bing. Back. I remember I remember just listening to this shit all the fucking time. Yeah. They literally just took a fucking classic mm-hmm. song and made it into a horror like version of it. Yeah, I think it's similar to what's happening with the Black Panther. Um, Trailer, Black Panther, true. Right. Yeah, like it's it's this mashup of, you know, songs, but it's also with this orchestral backing. Yeah. That just adds so much to it and gives it new life. Like, so good. yeah, then oh, it's just it's just so good. Like I, I I think about it and really impactful. Tra- like Twitter was ablaze that day. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. good reason. Um, I love the whole even the posters for this I love with mm-hmm. the just the scissors the scissors and the red suit mm-hmm. and the brown driving gloves basically yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah it wasn't recognized at the Oscars the budget did go up for Peel and it's shown a in this crazy film crazy amount it goes from four to twenty so it goes from a small budget to a mid budget which we don't get that many mid budgets and it's on the low end of a mid budget but it's still a considerable large amount and he uses every single dollar it's still crazy to go from four i mean granted us made so much money (laughs) well yeah but also get out was simpler like they were Mm -hmm. just at this house and like there wasn't like a crazy amount of anything really and this they definitely had to go yeah a lot more but it's still crazy to go from four million to 20 i mean in like yeah just that i mean when you when it was only his second yeah i mean that's the thing that's so like another reason why i like the oscars that shows how important they are yeah you win a freaking writing oscar for this is all blumhouse stuff by the way the only like truly quality things are few and far between if it isn't jordan peele coming out of that house like coming out of that production house because most of their stuff is just schlocky horror stuff sure you'll get the occasional gems but Jordan Peele brought a freaking Oscar to that, you yeah. know, like that. And he, he broke through the mold. Granted, he did bring in basically $200 million of gross, you know, but he also brought f- like prestige. Did he say gross? I said, ew. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, so in all honesty, I'm a little surprised it wasn't even more. Yeah. But that was also probably like Jordan Peele's stipulation. He's like, no, I think 20 would be good because too much money can ruin a film, too. We see yeah. it all the time. Well, he also didn't, like, it wasn't like this movie was anything that great. Like, it was definitely bigger than Get yeah. Out. But, like, I mean, as we'll see, like, going through each one of his films, they definitely mm-hmm. get bigger each yeah, time. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you know, like, for, I would not expect that movie to be a 20 million. Right. You know, like, that's at least 50. Like in how movies look and are made today, especially with this like scale, you would usually think that's a like a fifty to a hundred, yeah. you know, million. But for a twenty million to make, for him to make it look more grand than it is, mm-hmm. that's a sign of a good director. Yeah, and it grossed over two hundred fifty-six million worldwide. Mm-hmm. 
Which uh, is more, more than Get Out? It's like, like one more million, half a million yeah. more than Get Out. So that also goes to show that Us quite isn't quite as strong as Get Out, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, well if we're talking straight numbers. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, if you're including inflation too, like, sure, there's slight inflation, but like. What do you mean? Wow. From, a, from a lower budget. Like, if you think oh, of like, like, to, like, from, to, to, like, like a higher gross, gross yeah, yeah. in terms of like that. From both because like that. to account for how much money a movie is made after marketing everything, you have to double its yeah. production budget. Yeah. So this is 40 million. You're going away from it. As in like, get out, it's eight, mm-hmm. you know? Um. So I, I definitely think the amount of people, but like even that first weekend for us, I remember like, all the freaking breakdowns all over the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah like, everyone was talking about it. Yeah, because it, it kind of is starting, like, a trend when it comes mm-hmm. to Peel movies where, like, it started with Get Out or, like, you know, they're like, oh, what's the deeper meaning of this, mm-hmm. this and that? So, like, the second Us came out, everyone's already trying to develop their fucking own theories mm-hmm. of, like, what's, like, spoilers for Us, what's, like, the underground place, all that stuff, what does it mean, this, this and that, and of their like their doppelgangers and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. and the so we the theme of the last film was blue. This is one's red, yeah. as well. You know, so you you do continue the color theory like it's red and golds rather than uh, blue and reds. Yeah, because gold scissors, red suits. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all the doppelgangers were wearing that when mm-hmm. they're in the outside world and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's a very, it's a very interesting jump too because you also see. With Get Out, like, there is symbolism and stuff like that, but the, through the dialogue, you do get a lot of it out. Whereas with us, it, a lot of it visually is told. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, like, you get the occasional, like, when uh, Elizabeth Moss just, like, hey, not Alexa, but Alexa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call the police. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, it's F the police. This place. That shit is so. I remember that. Wow, that shit yeah. is so funny. So funny. Ophelia, oh. call the police. Yeah. Fuck the police. <laughs> I, I will say, um, Twitter kind of ruined that joke for me because there was an era, like a year after this movie came out, like it was finally like out on Blu-ray or whatever, and people just kept. Remember when Us did this, and it was always that scene. Like there were other shocking things in that movie, but that was the only scene people would talk about. A year after its release, I was just like, I lame. Yeah, I was just like about the big, big twist, twist. Like, yeah, fuck? exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, should we get into what the actual film is? Well, we, we did, did say the synopsis stuff, already, but we'll, we'll delve, delve deeper, or into like at least the cast. Yeah. So besides Lupita, because yeah, we were obviously <laughs> not just Lupita. It, it, like she definitely has more people in the family, of course. <laughs> Um, the husband and two kids, Winston Duke as Gabe or his op- doppelganger is Abraham. Is there, what is it? Shahadi? Shahadi, right? Joseph as Zora or her doppelganger is, is it Umbre? Umbra? Umbre? I don't know. And then Evan Alex as Jason and Pluto. So. I think outside of Lupita, the strongest performance is from Evan Alex. I'll say that too. Yeah. I think, I think he plays very well, especially how he does with his doppelganger, mm-hmm. who is. It's so creepy. He was a mutant, also yeah. a burn victim. Mm-hmm. So homie is the most creepiest motherfucker yeah. ever. He's also a child, so that you could make a child look fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. The way like he like moves and mm. he's crawling. Yeah, he's crawling. like <laughs> crawling. Nasty. I love the scene where they're like driving around the town, like in the car or whatever, and he like drops 
what was it a lighter or a match or whatever's mm-hmm. in his hand the little magic trick like the explosion behind him mm-hmm. iconic that really is like 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 one of the goals scenes. <laughs> what? goals goals yeah I'm, I'm trying to kill those stomach explosions <laughs> um I. So I will say this. The first time I watched it, I thought Winston Duke stole the show. Like I loved his performance. I loved like his little like funniness and stuff like that. Like the the point when he like goes on the bed and he's like in this like weird position, yeah. but it's supposed to like turn on Lupita. Yeah. And he's like, Hey. Like <laughs> you know, I thought that was all great and stuff. And then I watched it this time and I because I watched it three, five days three to five days ago now. And it just he got annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. Like, and I like the archetypes of those characters usually. Cause like those characters will usually steal the show for me. Cause it's, he's a dad type of character, but he's always like a little funny and sarcastic and stuff. But it was just, it kind of kept feeling like the same joke over and over again. And then he gets like injured and then he gets like one kill and that's it. Like it's not, mm-hmm. he's not as useful as he could be for the rest mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doppelgangers. <laughs> um, Lupita has always been the one like standout, for mm-hmm. me. but um, I don't know. I liked his like Winston Duke's character. I haven't seen the movie in as recently as you have, but mm. um, I don't know. I've always like liked it. I haven't really thought anything too much about it mm-hmm. i also feel like the um i want to get more into like this story like mm-hmm. right now is there anything else with the characters or no no i mean everything else we have to say i feel like we'll just tie into everything else yeah we'll be like bullet train <laughs> i'm trying to think because as a whole i felt like i was more shocked with a lot of the story elements in get out than mm-hmm. I was with us. And I feel like like a lot of like say like the twist, like for the twist I wasn't like oh my god. This is Which one crazy. in particular? Because um, there are a couple. Yeah, because it's like, I think it's the one where. It's kind of like they like sort of like switch places, you know. Mm. I guessed that. Yeah. Beginning of the movie when I saw. Oh, sorry. Real quick, one thing for characters: Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. That, the father in the beginning. The father of Lupita. Oh. Oh. So oh, this was like towards the beginning. Because you know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's Black Manta and he's um, Dr. Manhattan. That's what I was just like trying to remember. Who. <laughs> like he he's, has all these iconic roles after. But this was like the beginning of like him really being shown in media. And I remember seeing his performance. And I, that's the energy that I wanted Winston Duke more mm-hmm. of. Like there's more depth to him because he was this like funny dad, but he also had like this tragedy being like a drunk and not the best father. And I wish we got more of him in Winston as like a parallel or something. But that was like one more thing for characters. Sorry for side tangent. That's good. But yeah, um, the, the switch place thing, I'm just like, that didn't really like shock me as much. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck you're going to do with a doppelganger? Right. I'm not just going to stand there and be like, you know, it's you. You want to use that more. So, of course, they're going to do switch places. So, yeah. that one I feel like wasn't really um, that crazy. 
And I feel like the whole like underground thing where like they house all of them like that. I'm just like, I don't know. I like the idea of it. Yeah, like the idea yeah. is cool. I felt like I don't know something about it just wasn't like because it was like shocking. It's, to me, you definitely get like, hey, this is the higher versus lower class, you yeah. know, um, and therefore like it's people just like you that are poorer than you or richer than you They're, that's just how they are you usually do kind of similar things but unfortunately with the people doing the similar things they have much less resources they have much less choices to actually make in their life because we're at the the beck and call of these richer people who are you know much richer than us and pay less taxes and you know all these different things that they're building off the backs of us title um <laughs> dude no no fucking way <laughs> but uh speaking of title i remember uh when people were like us like united states like after watching oh, the movie that was like the I whole like that too that's what yeah. us is it's not meaning. us it's actually us yeah like, oh. they're like this is an example of the united states of america how this like is, the higher class and lower class the US is. <laughs> it's like what it's like <laughs> y- yes it is but that's it's just us like that's the it's not us and people are doing that with uh, Nope, like not of planet Earth. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, they always play with the titles and stuff. And, of course, Jordan Peele's going to be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I totally meant to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Peele even said that too. He's like, nope, not of planet Earth. Of course, man, of course. Yeah, because, like, Kiki Palmer, like, brought it up to him or something. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. But what you're talking about. There are there are these themes that I feel like could have been explored more. I guess is where I'm going with it, like the whole underground thing. Like you do you do see that kind of nice reflection, but I really felt like there could have been more. Yeah. With it, um, we could have delved a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on themes and such? <laughs> huh? Any thoughts on like themes and such? How they compare to Get Out. <laughs> I don't really have, like, much to say on the theme. Like, I would probably have more to say if I had watched it more recently. But I remember, like, really liking it when it came out and thought it was really interesting. Was that the last time you saw it? No. Okay. No. I've seen it more recently since it came out, for sure. But I just don't remember when the last time was. But um, I think the whole, like, underground thing is interesting i do think it gets a bit confusing especially with them like swapping and like you're trying to figure out who's who but maybe that was the intention so you don't really ever fully know Mm -hmm. who is who but um yeah yeah i don't know i feel like there's nothing there's not too too much for this movie i guess really to say it even, uh, even shows here because Lisa Lily types down. I didn't see any cool facts. Sorry. Yeah. So nothing, nothing was cool. <laughs> so for me, this definitely has a case of when it came out, it was much more of a talking point. Yeah. To where we are like, now. As a time progresses, you yeah. kind of more realize it's like, is there really that much? Yeah. Which there, there's a lot, yeah, sure, yeah. but it's it, it feels a little too ambitious for him. A little at the can, time. You, you, you can, can definitely feel this is sort of not so much of but mm-hmm. a little bit of a step down yes quality out. yeah 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 like so speaking of like if it feel like it's a step down or not you want to get into ratings yeah i would say this one 
right, so I gave Get Out a five. I think it's, I don't know why I thought I will give just a five. A five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, like a three, three, three ish. Um, I don't know. I would again. I would have to watch it like more recently, but like I said, I really loved it at the time and like the all the times that I've watched it. So I'd probably give it like a three and a half, four. Yeah. This one, so in rewatching it, I was just so disconnected for some reason. I don't don't know why, but I ended up giving it a two and a half. Damn. I was thinking two and a half as well. Yeah. And like, it's not, of course, like for my rating system, like it's not bad. It's above average in the way I rate things. But like, I don't know. It's it. You do see the Jordan Peele isms, I guess. Does he have isms? He definitely does. Does he have isms? <laughs> like I remember, I remember watching us. And I was like, oh, that's kind of similar. Like there are, I can't think of all of them right now, but like there is, you know, that genuine like there's that shock factor with some comedy and the one, the one ism that I saw is the fucking mm-hmm. Lupita has like the the same like wide eyed kind of crying, yeah. shaking face that had like that clue you had in the first movie. Yeah, you 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 do feel like a sense of control and like. Also themes and of course race and stuff like that. Like that's always going to be through his. But like visually, there are some isms mm-hmm. that I remember recognizing. Um, but it also does feel kind of like not necessarily an imitation, but it feels like an offshoot of someone who's like, I like Jordan Peele. I want to do something kind of like him, but it doesn't quite pull it off. Mm. Like it, it just feels like a, a diet Jordan Peele. Because I, I, he is he is capable of more, and yeah. we have seen that now multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where I stand with us. Yeah, yeah. us, you know, not as good. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> three years later, right? Yeah, the next movie of the peel, uh, the peel of uh, saga. <laughs> In twenty twenty two, comes nope. <laughs> The year um, of the Lord, 2022. Comes nope. Jeremy, take it away. Synopsis. The residents of a lonely gulch in inland... <laughs> what is this? Talk about Chris being stale. <laughs> Synopsis. Synopsis. You're not supposed gulch? to read that fucking... <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he's gulch? been saying... Stop. <laughs> We're not actors, okay? No. I mean, he's literally saying the synopsis of the film is... And then going into it, but whatever. I can't say synopsis. Oh my god. (laughs) The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Avi written and directed by Jordan Peele. Alyssa won't complete my hand heart. Because I don't like them anymore. Anymore? (laughs) When have you? Have you grown out of it? Are you a big girl now? Out of what? Damn. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Nope. Um, obviously, awards haven't happened yet, so we don't know exactly what it's going to get nominated for, if anything at all. Um, it's still accumulating uh, money from its budget, but this is its highest budget yet for Peel at $68 million. And at the time of this outline, it has grossed over $80 million domestically. So it is on track to earn more, I believe. Um, I feel like it shows in its budget in this movie. Yeah, this is definitely his biggest film. 
Yeah. For sure. But it doesn't take away. Mm-mm. Like, yeah. it's its biggest film, and it's absolutely earned. Yeah, like, I, like, of course, like, there is, like, the one big spectacle that we know is, like, is, is of, like, the UFO, of course, mm. so that's probably where a lot of, like, the budget maybe have gone to for that, but I feel like even with that, like, like, with, with that being, like, CG and all that kind yeah. of shit, there's still a lot more to sink your teeth into yeah. just because of that. And, again, spoilers for Nope, since yeah. this is our newest one, please go watch this in theaters yeah, if you haven't. Before you listen listen on this movie, mm. we'll, we'll just say right now, we already all recommend it. Yeah. So, watch it. Well, not to speak for mm-hmm. you, but... Well, it's like that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is definitely something to watch on the yeah. big screen and not get spoiled for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it feels massive. No, yeah. Um, But also the... No, after spoiler warning, the whole monkey thing, too. You oh, can yeah. definitely see, like, that was a lot of CG. Not, not the best but at times, but... yeah. Um, see. What? One great thing. This is one thing I definitely want to want yeah. to point out. I'm glad you wrote it on here because I forgot about it. But Nope continues Peel's streak with all of his films opening at number one at the U.S. box office, and that goes to show that people want different and good uh, viewpoints in cinema. Mm-hmm. And horror is not dead. Horror is not dead. <laughs> no, you're right because. I feel like now with like horror, it's like it feels kind of very like formulaic and sometimes too. But this one I feel breaks the mold, and especially that's like a lot of his like things. Like yeah. Break the mold. Well, I mean, I, I think it depends also like which horror you're looking at. Bodies, bodies, bodies. That's a well, slasher. It's a little horror. Yeah, but it's not the same. I'm yeah. reserving judgment because I haven't seen the movie. I don't, I don't know either, but so. I don't know. I, feel, I still feel like it's... It's getting good reviews. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> um, the YouTuber, like, Carson Runquist, I don't know if you guys know him, but mm-hmm. he, um, his review on Letterboxd was, like, four stars and a like, and then he was like, the trailer did this movie so dirty. Really? Yeah. The trailer did the movie so dirty. Oh, I haven't watched the trailer so Don't. Because it's, okay. it's so, like, we're making Black. fun of... Yeah. Like, Black. Whatever. Anyway, so not to get into bodies, but bodies, <laughs> but uh, nope is the jaws of 2022. What, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> okay. Because you don't see the monster, if you will, for most of the film. Like you get hints of it and glimpses, and you're kind of figuring out what it is as it goes on. And then you get this big kind of action set piece in the third act with it. Yeah. It's like a slow burn at times. I didn't mean for that to sound. Like <laughs> sure. Oh, sure, I, sure, man. Yeah. I was like, yeah. damn, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you de- you definitely get this like kind of slow burn towards the start. You're building the characters, and then it gets more and more. You know, like the second act is the second half of this movie is absolutely freaking beautiful. But speaking um, of characters, though, yeah. Let's get into the cast. Kaluuya's back. Let's go. Yes. Which is going to be a, a more reoccurring thing between yeah. him so, and Peel. Which I'm so happy about. Yes. yes. I love when like a director and has like their favorite mm-hmm. actors that they always bring back. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy. Yeah, like they, a little duo. They definitely said that this is going to be a De Niro slash Leo with Scorsese thing. Mm-hmm. So we're getting at least five movies with both of them, baby. <laughs> which... I love. You can tell mm. that they 
have such a good chemistry and work really well together just by how like great he's able to direct and mm-hmm. how much Daniel Kaluuya really delivers. And Especially in stuff like this yeah. where it's like obviously not at all of this world and especially for Nope too without with a lot of it like the monster if you will being mm. like CGI. So when you're working with a lot of CGI you have to be A, a really good actor <laughs> and B, have a have really good direction mm-hmm. otherwise it's just gonna not gonna work out. out at all yeah. yeah but let's touch on his character because he's incredibly reserved yeah but this is probably one of daniel's like best roles yeah because yeah, for a lot of the movie he's very soft-spoken mm-hmm. rather like doesn't speak at all most of the time i feel like all the time it's mostly his like actions that mm-hmm. kind of carry his performance and when he does speak, he's pretty monotone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just like it's it's stuff like, yeah, I gotta help run the farm. I gotta wake up tomorrow morning. Wake up early. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> you always feel like there's more there. Yeah, like it's not he just he doesn't, he doesn't monotone want performance. To like, like say more because something yeah. is like something in him mm-hmm. is like holding him back. Yeah, which is you know of course grief from his father passing and then having to deal with his sister and it's all these family issues while also having to deal with a freaking alien yeah <laughs> like it's it's such a interesting kind of thing that's there and you do get these little bursts of energy from yeah. him like when him and kiki palmer just do the handshake yeah. thing like mm-hmm. Let's because, go, because his character is so reserved it mm-hmm. makes those moments such more likable and fun mm-hmm. because you don't like he's not like that like for keep for existing for existence for instance, for instance. <laughs> damn kiki palmer's character is the exact opposite she's always like big and over the top and has so much personality and energy so it's fun to see them going mm. back and forth and then when dana Kaluuya does like meet her like match her energy, her energy yeah. it's so fun yeah. and you can tell that they just like have bonded yeah and whatever too the- they're so believable as siblings. I know. Like, I was not expecting that from the trip. Like, honestly, going into it, I thought I was going to hate her character. I did, I did, I did, I did too. Everyone was <laughs> really worried about Kiki Palmer. Yeah, I was so worried. Yeah. I was just like, God, please don't let her character be just in a, like, a nuisance, mm-hmm. you know? And of course, like, she does get, like, into that, like, feeling because that is her character, but it isn't, like, annoying to the story. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Like, That's what's important. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, like it's good to be annoying as like the character and she pushes like things forward but it's not like it's too overbearing or it just makes a lot of things just just annoying to watch yeah so thank no, god it, that peel found that balance very yeah. well and honestly this movie this whole movie is basically a giant ba- balancing act cuz you have to balance that mystery of what it actually is that UFO or whatever it ends up being, which we find out later, of course, it's a being itself. It's alive. Yeah. Um, there's no little alien men, you know. Which I think that one part of the movie is so fucking funny. So, in retrospect. What, going back to what you were saying of how like your theater experience with Get Out was, where like, you, even yourself, you couldn't contain. I literally clapped... 
when it was that scene happening with the the children dressed as aliens mm-hmm. and like Daniel Kaluuya was like nope or whatever yeah. like I just like I, I fucking went yeah. for it I was like yeah like, he does it twice in the yeah. movie too he goes nope like, and both times are amazing yeah I, I love the second time where it's like the the things above him it, this is this is like the raining blood sequence too so like he has the door open he goes looks up and just nope closes the door and just sits there just I'm gonna wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> he just waits it out. But that's what I'm saying. The whole, okay, so the whole second act it begins with that and ends with the blood rain. Yeah. All of that, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm literally like, like I'm audibly saying, "Uh, uh-uh, nope." Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> he's getting me to do all those things, and it's just some of the best like blockbuster cinema I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the character of Angel? I didn't like him as much from the start, but then he grew on me. Mm-hmm. How about I, you guys? I wouldn't say that it would be better off if he wasn't there. Yeah. Because you still kind of need like that third. I feel like with like the group of, of like all three of them and the photographer guy or the, camera, the cinematographer guy. Yeah. Like you kind of needed it of like the sort of like balance of like the guy who was just worried, mm-hmm. you know? So... I feel, I don't know, some, at some point I just didn't really care for his character. I only kind of really liked him when it was during the Raining Blood scene. Yeah. Of him in, like, in the house with... Uh, Kiki. Emerald, for his actual name. <laughs> Emerald, OJ. Angel. Interesting names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... How do you feel about Angel? I don't know. He's fine. I thought it was just him being there was kind of random. Like he installed their cameras and then just came back. It yeah, like, it would just keep coming back. So, that's one thing that I kind of wish was explored a little bit more because he he is coming out of a breakup, and I feel like if they showed his clinginess in a slightly better way, we would understand why he's clinging to them because mm-hmm. like they're doing something that he's interested in. So yeah. therefore, he's like well, they're around my age. You know, let me let me just hang out with them. Yeah, because like. Shortly after the like the blood rain and all that stuff, he's like, "You guys can stay at my house or whatever." Like, you, there's all these kind of huge jumps that he's having as a character, and I wish we spent a little more time with just him to fully understand why he's so okay with it, and that's because he's clingy because he got out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think it's the, the interaction between him and OJ is so funny when he when they first get the cameras installed. And it's like, he's, oh. cause he, he's like, he's like wondering of like what the fuck they're doing. So then yeah. he's installing the camera and then he's like, go, he's like, go up and he's going up like very slightly and he's like up here and he's still like wondering what he's saying and he goes again and just goes, keep going, <laughs> keep going. That shit is so That's when the monotone works so well. Yeah. Keep going. Go up. Cause he's just so serious. Like, and he's not, you know, being weird with it. He's just, nope. Like, nope. I, I need it up. Yep. I need it up. <laughs> that shit is so <laughs> funny. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know. I'm fine with him. I did, however, think mm-hmm. the random Barbie Ferrero thrown in there so was weird. I didn't mind it because it's just another character. And like obviously in our bubble of like watching Euphoria and stuff like that, like we're gonna be like, Oh my god, that's a, a very like well known actress. But her name being in the opening title sequence like basically saying she's gonna be a more of a main character was weird. Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, there she is. But then we never saw her. <laughs> so it just felt like they threw her in there just to throw her in yeah. there. And like, 
I was hoping she'd sure. be the ex. What? I was hoping she was going to be the ex oh. of the guy. Sure. Yeah, but she was just kind of just, you know, in the electronic shop. Yeah. But if you're going to do that with a character, you don't need to spend however much money they spent to get her. But, like, you know, it, just, she, it, she was basically featured background. Yeah. yeah. Literally. But, I mean, like. Why were you doing that? To that point, too, like, she might want to also just be in a Jordan Peele movie. Because she probably likes his stuff. I mean, sure. So it might be like, you know, like a, it's like a Matt Damon being in the Thor movies for no reason at all, basically. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just over-glorified cameos that just happen. Like, it happens all the time. I mean, sure, but... But they did ruin have, it by saying the name in the beginning. But it's also, like, it's not like she's an A-list celebrity. Like, she's sure. in Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you're gonna, I mean, you, like... We love Euphoria, but yeah. like, it's. I feel like you can't really compare it to like Matt Damon. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just. Because it's like completely. Okay, that's a heightened example, sure, but like this, you know what I mean? Like this happens a lot where you do get like these just cameos. You're like, I do feel like there is a general consensus of like, why wasn't Barbie in the movie more? Sure. But or it's why also. Was she in it at all? But if it's that's also all she was gonna do. Well sure, but it's like who who cares how they spend their money at the end of the day? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying <laughs> that it felt weird that <laughs> she was just like thrown in there and like that was all we got. Because yeah. to me it's like sure, like if you wanna have her have a cameo, fine. But like it it's like she's there just to be like, Oh hey, what are you doing? And it's like what what do we i don't think that we really needed that that's a lot of cameos though it's like for like a one-off joke it doesn't yeah, always it land though it wasn't even that good yeah no that's <laughs> like that was like a really forgettable scene like we didn't yeah. they could have cut that out of the movie and it would have been fine yeah but you know it's for it's for a joke that doesn't always land i guess so <laughs> yeah michael, michael wincott. wincott can we talk about steven I want to do Michael Wincott really quick. Yeah, I was I was about to go into Steven, and then we got into that Barbie thing. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I want to do Michael Wincott really fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't really care for his character. He feels like a person we know. Yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. They, they should have brought him into the group sooner. Yeah. If, I feel like he like, came out of, like, nowhere really randomly. So, like, I understood why he had it. Like, why he was in the movie, you know, and everything like that. It made wonderful sense. And once he was, like, part of the group, I was like, okay, I can buy this now. But then the ending of his character. That, that shit made no sense. sense. It, it it does, though. It does. makes... If you think about, like, the themes and everything. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But it's the thing. It makes sense, but it also... The, it's how quick it is yeah, as well. That, that's, that's what, what I, doesn't that, get That's what, what gets me. That's what yeah. I meant. It's like, it was, like, a very, like, a quick, like... Mm-hmm. I think that's actually an issue that I'm kind of realizing we're talking about like with these characters. It's like it's believable that they would eventually do that, but it's how quick they're doing it. Yeah. Like for Angel, like how quickly he will he clings on to them. We don't we know it's believable, but it just happens too quickly. And then same for this guy who I know you don't deserve the perfect shot, and then he goes for the perfect shot, like literally just steps to the side to do it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I didn't mm. I I kind of feel the same as Chris. I didn't really like. I can't see you. <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> care that much about his character. I yeah. did not like the way he talked. 
didn't oh. like the way oh my he talked. God, dude, that shit. No, it was annoying. And I, I like, think. I want to. I want to like, get into that. Like we get it. You're the broody, like old man. Yeah. Like, I want to get into that. Later I like the scarf with it too, though. What? Production. Him just having the scarf with it, like that. It's just so contrasting for no reason. Mm-hmm. But I want to. I want to get into like some like audio, like problems I have with it later on the production. But we'll get into that later. Okay. We'll get into. I want to know what kind of screening you saw it in. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Stephen Young. I love Stephen. <laughs> Stephen Young. <laughs> so his, we find out it it is like his opening scene. Yeah. And then the like that side the story is what? him. Wonderful. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. The monkey. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. A scene I really Lord. didn't like was him explaining the SNL scene to us, and then for us to not see the SNL. I thought it was funny. I mean, sure, but they kept going on, and it was very self-serious, and then we never saw the SNL sketch. I'm fine with that. I'd rather, like, have seen the SNL sketch, rather than, you're, for five minutes, you're listening to someone explain an SNL sketch to you. Well, it's just like listening to someone explain anything to you in real life. It's like a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it just, for me, I'm like... It's it's one of those things where, see, it's uh, show it, don't say it, for me, because if they just showed the sketch or whatever, and then I don't know, like maybe, it I don't know, it's just there could have been a way where they could have shown it, and that would have said more than him just explaining it, and you see him just kind of like be sad about it. I was fine with him explaining it because I think it adds to. His character almost just being like living in this like trauma state, I guess, because he's just like, oh my God, like always talking about this part of his life that happened that he's traumatized by and whatever. And it's almost like in real life when like someone's telling you a story and you're just like, okay, yeah, like get to the point or like show, like, yeah, (laughs) like that kind of thing. But for me, he, that's so when we get to his office. He's telling, he is telling all these stories, right? And he's like, he's using all these traumatic things he has literally next door to his office. He even let like a couple stay in there for money. Like those stories I didn't mind because I'm like, okay, that, that has that, what you're saying to me. But then for him to go on a five minute explanation of a skit, which seems like would be something he would have constantly looping in that horror room, basically, because that's all traumatic things for him. It seems like if he had that just playing on in the background constantly, you know, I feel like that would have had more of an impact for me personally, because that like he had he had the fucking shoe that was standing yeah, up. But I don't and I feel that. like that was like that's in absolutely insane and telling of his character that he has that memorialized or whatever, like in a museum. The SNL sketch needs to be like this big thing. They made it a big thing though by having a five minute explanation of but it. But I think, <laughs> again, this is just us like interpreting it and mm-hmm. like being okay with things stylistically like in a different way. But like, I don't mind that they just like, because it just was like, I don't know, I didn't care about seeing the SNL sketch. Like, it would be a thing where yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to Google that when I get home if I'm if it was real. But, like, just like they're telling him to do, or he's telling them to do. But, like, I don't, 
really think that it would have added that much more to see the sketch. Well, I'm just, I think it would have added just a bit more of, because like, I don't know, there's just, there's things you could have done. He could have had the same expression. Because sure. I think what did sell that scene was definitely not expo- the explanation because I, I ended up zoning out, I think, what it, like, what it ultimately came to for me because it's, it just feels like a bunch of words that are coming out. Okay. Um, especially when you do have a good performance from Steven Yeun because you do get that trauma from him. And there's like a late scene later on where I think it's his wife that's like putting on his hat for him mm-hmm. and they're about to do their show. And you see him just kind of like spaced out. Like I think that scene said more than, way more than enough without any okay. blocks of text or dialogue, sure. you know? But I think it's just him like telling these people who don't know anything about really the story and things like that. He is just getting that chance again to be like, oh my God, this happened and this happened and this happened. But, but he I mean, wasn't like that though no i know yeah but i'm just saying he is just getting to tell it again because that's ultimately like obviously he's keeping all of these things as a trauma response so getting to like share the story and have these things that tell his story in his house is just like obviously like a coping or like trauma response but i mean again it's just us disagreeing mm-hmm. and like seeing things differently but whatever we're not gonna agree on it so we can <laughs> I was just about to, like that's how I was going to transition. So Chris, what do you think about? <laughs> yeah. I like SNL. <laughs> so what is? Okay. Right. So I'm you just, like the explanation, or you wanted to I'm see just it? Stupid. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. I don't know. Some things about Stephen Stephen Jones' character, I feel like. I don't know. I can't say I I didn't like, but also did not hate. Mm. the fact like he was in the movie and what did what he did like he was just kind of there and kind of just brought some plot along mm. we needed a bit more from him yeah, yeah i feel like i feel like for him i feel like i feel like, like it would have been cool if even after like the raid on his like ranch he would be he would have became part of the group if that if that happened i feel like that would have been, yeah. been interesting because then there would have been maybe like a a dispute with like you know them him sacrificing their horse yeah what happens what happens with that whatever this is and that so and then maybe they come in the thing at the end where like they get the shot and there's like one like last little like scuffle between them of who wants who gets the money you know sure well i think if he joins the group he would have had to die then and it might be it might be because he wants the money maybe so he like takes the wrong time like hey when this is done i can sell it right mm-hmm. and then he just well. yeah I mean, that would um, be interesting. One other thing that I feel like, not necessarily shoehorned in, but again, like good idea, just kind of needed a little more of or need a little more, just something, was the TMZ guy. Yeah, he, that felt The random. motorcyclist, yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, so, shit, TMZ. And I'm like, well, what? Because I, I thought there was going to be like a reveal. like, a, And I thought they were going to do something with the helmet. Yeah. It's reflective. Yeah. So I thought like... Daniel Kaluuya was going to take his helmet and like do something with it. And I thought it was going to be like this big reveal or whatever. And then it wasn't. Well, so and I was just like, oh, okay. Basically what it was, it was like that helmet was like the, the thing that they held up to the horse at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But it was to that, the alien's eye. Right. So like, I understood it for that reasoning. 
No, I understood but, that. I'm yeah. just saying I thought they were going to do something more with it because of that reason. Mm. But they well, didn't. Isn't that how he learns not to look at it? How does he learn not to look at it? I for- it's, it's like... Because um, I remember he said like the front of like the car, of like, yeah. the, the electronics car. And then he had like the flashback of like the, the horse thing. That's like after the rain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's after all the rain or whatever. Then he realizes to like to not look up. Because the TMZ guy is during their yeah, last yeah, it's, stand. A, it's But I'm saying so it's before that. But I'm, I guess what I'm asking more so is like what triggered it for him to not look up? Like what triggered that flashback? You know? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Because there wasn't anything else shiny like that? During Besides that, the ball? Like the horse yeah. ball thing? I don't... During like so. that... Like, I don't remember anything. During like that yeah. se- sequence too? I don't think so. I don't know. Hmm. I think it's a... I don't know. Maybe he thought of the horse for some reason. Or like So like... Because the same thing. Because he, he wrangles horses. He just knows not, knows not to look them in the eye. So then he thought of that and just not to look at it. And if he doesn't look at it, they're fine. Because in other instances, I'm pretty sure beforehand, he hasn't looked at it and he hasn't been antagonized by it. So Yeah. Probably. Anyway. That's something to keep note of. Because I do want to see this again in theaters yeah. before it goes out. Because this, just like any other Jordan Peele movie, like would benefit from another viewing. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, how do you guys feel about the themes of it? Of the film? I real quick wanted to mention Keith David. You know, the voice of Spawn is in this too. Very short. Dies in the first scene, but it's cool. Horrific death. True. Regardless. It's kind of fucked. Fucking. Yeah. The coin. Or the key. Is it key or coin? Key into the leg and then a coin to the head. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. Themes. Um, I thought they were interesting. Like the whole spectacle thing. Like do anything to get this yeah spectacle i think it's also interesting just like concept in itself like you can do a lot with like alien movies whatever but i feel like sometimes you don't really get the the drive of wanting to get a non-blurry picture because they are right Mm -hmm. literally anyone has anything ufo related they're just like they have the shittiest phone imaginable and they're just fucking like they're going yeah shaking the shits like come on so i guess Delving to that was is interesting, but what else is there? There's the whole like we actually don't know nature like we think we do. Yeah. And nature's gonna do whatever it wants, and life just has this chance of being whatever it wants. Um, as per like the shoe in the beginning of the film, where it's just it's up mm-hmm. for no reason. It's an unexplainable thing, but that's that's what nature can be. You know, like things. Literally anything can happen. We can prepare for as much as we can, but at the end of the day, what we plan isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a interesting thing to go down because that basically is what happened to him and his dad. You know, like his father just dies inexplicably. And they, yeah. you hear these uh, explanations of, oh, just, you know, a crash, uh, like a, a plane crashing or whatever, and some stuff fell out. Um, you hear all these like false explanations for things when things sometimes are just best unexplained. Yeah. And trying to get down to the bottom of why they died and how they died and all that. It's, it's such a, it's a tough process too. And it can lead to bad things. 
sometimes. Like if you get too in depth and too engulfed by it, which is kind of, you know, visualized by the spaceship, like engulfing them and stuff like that. I feel, um, I don't know. There's many different themes that I've were in this film like that, that one too, the whole, um, wanting to be famous and stuff like that. And be careful what you wish for, which is also shown by the, um, cinematographer. Yeah. It's that all animals are the same. They're all wild. Mm-hmm. They're all territorial. They yeah. use that word a lot. Territorial, and how he, how like the the UFO thinks that like where they're at is it's its territory. Yeah. So why did the UFO change shape then? <sighs> that didn't make. I was confused by that. I forgot. Yeah, because so the whole thing is that the 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 UFO, like I said before, is not just a. a a vessel. It's an actual human being. Mm. Human being. <laughs> it's an actual. It's an actual. It's just being. Bob from down the street. You know, yeah. It's an actual being. It's an actual creature. Yeah. And the form that we see in it, and say like the trailer in the very like beginning of the movie, is very UFO shaped. But in the latter half, they find out that you know, it changes form. It has a much more expanded form, and it has like this like colored mouth. Yeah. That where it ingests everything. So. I, for me, I took it as, again, we don't understand everything. We don't understand a lot of creatures. We don't even know all the creatures. We don't even know our whole ocean. Like, there's so much of of this world, which I think is another interesting thing. We never find out if it's of Earth or of space. Mm-hmm. We don't know so much about it. And I think that just goes into the, the theme. You're like, it's almost like avant-garde-esque a bit with it. Yeah. Where it's just, it, it's doing it itself. But then, yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I get that too, but then I still want to follow with like how Alyssa says, it's like, why does it expand? If it didn't have any trouble, you know, being in this other form, eating all the other horses and shit like that, you know? Well, you know, like there's, there's different ways we ex- can express ourselves as well. Maybe that was its, ex- its expression because some animals will do just wild stuff sometimes. Maybe. I don't know. That shit was weird and it freaked me out. That too. I'm, it, not, I'm not like looking at it. It's, al- it's also a horror movie and when I walked out, I couldn't look at this guy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> what was the... What caused him... Or it, him, sorry. What caused like the creatures like... For it to like start shooting out blood? Was it the fact that it ate... Something that, that pierced itself, itself to have to like start, so start bleeding. I think it's like expulsing all the non-edible stuff. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Because it was a mixture of like the blood from all the humans mm-hmm. that ate at that point too, plus the keys, the, the clothing, the metal um, horse. Yeah, the horse. So yeah, you're right, you're right. Can we talk about the Gordy stuff? Yeah, we didn't we didn't get too deep into that. So. The whole, uh, another, another theme too is erasing, like, like history, because not wanting not a lot of people want like know about Gordy or whatever, and they kind of want to just like, because they know it's like a huge tragedy, so they try to like erase it from history. Because this then this is then this like also happens in like in real life too. Yes. Yeah. And that's a, okay. Literally the day before I went to see Nope, the story yes. of that popped up on my TikTok of like the real life story, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck. And then I saw no, 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 like, like, oh, so, 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 so
<laughs> when that story happened, Jordan Peele tweeted something about it. And like, oh, that's so wild that this happened. People found that tweet, retweeted it, like quote tweeted it, and said, look at it. Look at Jordan Peele. Really? Look at him. Like, of course he did. Of course he put it in his next movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I thought that was just pretty funny how, like, you can you can see people's influences. Like, yeah. they tell you all the time. Yeah. But the reasoning behind it is also just to give the audience another reason to know that animals are territorial mm-hmm. and they are animals and you can't tame them. Yeah. Because I think that was, like, what they were trying to, I think, accomplish at first with I'll just say, like, it's Jean Jacket, the fucking thing. They tried to, like, not really do much, but just, like, tame it mm-hmm. in a way. But then you can't tame a wild animal. So how do you guys feel about it, like, kind of not fully connecting to, like, the whole UFO thing? Because I saw that was a point of contention for, like, a lot of people that were going to see it. Was that the Gordian, like, um, Stephen Young's character, like, Young, didn't really have anything to do with all of the stuff that was ha- that's happening with OJ and Emerald, but I didn't mind that. No, it's it's world building and yeah. movies yeah, no, all yeah, the I, time have multiple plot lines. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah not not, not every single like thing in a story has to follow a one strand. Yeah, like, one strand like li- like timeline, you know, or like not everything has to connect to one thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's some things that can be parallel with it, some things that can cross through, whatever. So this is just another like parallel story. Yeah, along with it. That adds more infer- like adds more like substance to the mm-hmm. main plot line. Yeah. But the thing is too is what Chris was saying too. Like it feeds into some of the major themes of the film. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's just there and then it's like it's about environmentalism or something. Yeah. Like it's it's there for a reason. It's like a monkey kills a whole studio and it's just about politics. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's, he like runs for president. Like no, it's nothing like <laughs> absurd. We obviously that see that character like as an adult too. Yeah. So it's like just getting the backstory in general of that said mm-hmm. character. So it's not like totally random, but I just remember like people talking about like oh this didn't make any sense. Yeah. Because like, it's also, also um, Stephen Young's character just also trying to like like differ up in his like ideals as well because in the beginning he didn't instigate the monkey and then he became you know tame with it yeah so then so then so then he thinks that he can tame jean jacket whatever but then realizes that no you can't yeah and that's ultimately what makes him go bye-bye so it does connect actually fucking idiot internet people yeah i don't know because i remember seeing that too i'm just like yeah the hell are you talking about like it's, <laughs> did you watch the movie <laughs> just like the whole freaking logan paul thread on this oh movie was god. the stupidest oh my thing. god i remember it so I, 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 I it was right before i went to see the movie and he's yeah. like nope sucks and like, he was I'm like, like this is the worst movie that i've seen in a really long time yeah and i'm like you're you must be fucking brain dead but it's like, so funny because everyone after was clowning him <laughs> and was like well the movie did its job yeah <laughs> With all the like spectacle themes and shit mm-hmm. like that. It's like, yeah, he's only dude, there. He's only there to see Big UFO. Yeah, like you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I will say though, like, just talking about expectations and stuff like that. I really wanted a like body snatchers Jordan Peele movie, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what I was expecting. Body snatchers. So it's like these aliens that take over like human bodies and such, and oh, oh. like they'll replace. Oh, so you get out. <laughs> sure but like you know what i mean like it's it's like this alien race rather than just one creature <laughs> hold his mic <laughs> what it's fine, it's fine. are you sure what's your 
Oh my god. <laughs> it's anyway, it's, okay. it's not going to die. It's fine. I love that this is going to be on the podcast. But anyway, um so that's kind of like your, that's a personal expectations thing that I think to possibly get into ratings. Um yeah. I give this movie a 3 and I think with my just like expectations and rewatching the film, it might go up to three and a half or it might stay at a three. Of course, it kind of depends on all the issues we spoke on earlier. But that second act is something that I truly won't forget anytime soon. I give it a four. I think the movie is. I think it's great. Yeah. Definitely not a level of Get Out. I still think it's fucking great. I also love how they fucking snuck in the, the Akira bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the TV spots showed it yeah they showed i showed they yeah. showed it and i'm like you mother yeah no that was like, such a wonderful thing to watch on this i was I literally as it happened i was like akira yeah. like I, <laughs> i'm like i've seen it before yeah. <laughs> such and, a cool bike slide and, and i think it was like with that too i think it's like the first like successful like one-to-one recreation of it in real mm-hmm. life and he might direct it the live action version he was attached to it granted like <laughs> At this point, 50 directors were attached to the live-action Akira. But Akira should stay animated. I want to see how weird it is live-action. Have you ever seen Akira? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a fucking weird movie. movie. Don't say any more than that. I won't that, say anything, but like, it's weird. But the fact that, it, that it's being made into live-action. Yeah. Well, it's that's the thing. It's been, it's been in development hell for so long. Yeah. I doubt it will ever see the light of day until like another 10 years. But yeah, but Jesus. Rating Alyssa. Um, I gave it a three. Mm. Like you were saying, I think with a rewatch, it could go up. Um, but just my initial mm-hmm. watch and thoughts, I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. But, so, so, in that, that case, how would we rank all three of his movies? I, oh, say, I do want to say, <laughs> John pointed this out because mm. he did a nope, like drawing. He was <laughs> like, like he did his own nope podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, um, Toward the in the last act of the movie, when they put the like thing on the the mask on the horse's head, mm-hmm. it looks like an alien. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's green with the eyes. The green, the, the green eyes thing on, the, on his hood. Yeah, no, the horse. He also had the green eyes on his hood too. Yeah, but the so, horse itself. Yeah. She's pointing out that it's specifically the. Oh, okay. <laughs> they both did. They both I just thought like it was because cool yeah. I didn't. Ca- I. Mm-hmm. Caught the hood thing, but like I didn't catch the yeah. horse, horse thing. Yeah. So when he pointed it out, I was like, "Oh shit!" But <laughs> you want to point out anything? the other uh, clothing thing for the final act? Oh, that OJ, who's Danny Kaluuya, is wearing an orange hoodie. <laughs> OJ, and I Kiki and Kiki Palmer is wearing. Her name is Emerald in the green. movie. She's wearing a green. Mm. Although I will say, yes, she's wearing green in the last act, but she wears green throughout the entire. Film. Yeah, no. I also love that he's wearing a Scorpion King crew hoodie. Oh my god, that shit is the I funniest. Love, thing. I love that. I love all the crew shirts. Yes. That put Daniel Kaluuya Everything that like every every kind of like film thing that they added into this shit, I thought it was just like so funny. Yeah. I, well, like it's um since we work in film and I see film be portrayed in a in a movie, I kind of cringe. Really. Because like 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 it, like I'll see it and it just obviously is a more dramatized exaggeration exaggerated form of it. I'm just like, oh, but like I've seen it, you know. Like it's like it's real. Yeah. Like like the people like in the beginning when he's like, you know, he's waiting and they're like, go on standby, whatever this is and that. And then Emerald comes in and I think it's like the producers talking yeah. to them, whatever. It's oh my god, it really hit me. Um, th- this is so random, but the other day I was watching Marriage Story. 
<laughs> and it hit me when I was watching Marriage Story because when Scarlett Johansson is like walking on her character is an actress or whatever, when she's walking <laughs> off set and she has like a full like entourage posse like slowly or like quickly running behind mm-hmm. her, I was like, Sam, that's me. That's you. <laughs> you see the, yeah. the, the yeah. talent walk up and you're like, um, um. Yeah. yeah. When I hear the producers talk and stuff like that, I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah. hopefully me in the future. Like they're just making like these stupid little decisions and stuff. Yeah. Can You should hold the baby a little yeah. differently. I whenever I see a boom pole mm-hmm. in this movie, I, I cringe. You know, I watched Scooby-Doo 2 recently, right? Oh my God, I love Scooby-Doo. And then it's like the scenes where... Um, it's the very, it's the very end where like, you know, the, the gang is like, you know, they got back to notoriety mm-hmm. and Shaggy's wearing the fucking the scuba helmet. And he's like, Scoob, look at this. And Scooby fucking holds a boom mic and just fucking beats the shit out of Shaggy with it. I'm like, why, 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 why are you doing that? Like, oh. Going back to Nope. I yeah. loved the costume. These were, I think, my favorite costumes out of all yes. of yeah. I like I like these the a lot. Best cinematography and too. Not because like the costumes were anything that crazy, but I liked that each one, especially in this film, I feel like each character had their kind of own style. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like you haven't really seen much of that in his other movies. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was really interesting, mm-hmm. and I love all of the crew shirts that they put in. That shit is so funny. But yeah. He said best photography too. Yeah. As a, a fun fact, first horror film to be filmed in all IMAX mm-hmm. as well. I feel like. Let's go. I feel like that's still crazy to think about. But apparently, they don't have a IMAX like film reel of this movie either. It's all been digitized. What? They don't have the film? How did I just save that? I don't Maybe know. it was too much. Because those IMAX, those. Things are huge. <laughs> sure, but like preservation. Yeah, that's I mean, what it yeah, comes down but, to. You know, buy physical media. No one fucking cares anymore. Whatever. Oh, I, I didn't want to get back into the uh, the sound that I had. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I felt like they used a lot of ADR. That <gasps> me and John right, were talking right? about this. There yeah. is so much ADR in places. I feel like that you did not need ADR, and the fact that there is so much, they didn't edit it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it and. Especially in the beginning, yes. it, it felt like they layered the audio file, uh, audio layer just there and didn't mix it at all with like the room tone yeah. or anything yeah. like I'm that. I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that until you just said that. But mm-hmm. literally in the theater, when that started happening, me and John were like, we just looked at each other and we were like, oh God, we hope that's not through the entire <laughs> I know. I, I, I felt that too. I'm just like, please, man, I don't want to have that question <laughs> yeah. up it immediately. But it was specifically Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. Like, within the the first, like, 30-ish minutes or so, like, almost all of her audio was, like, ADR and just mixed bad. And I yeah. was like, oh my God. Like, it's, you, it's, you, you can, can definitely get away, and it's fine if you have to do a majority ADR and a lot of things, because there's a lot of benefiting factors, whether it be outside noises, mm-hmm. machinery, this, this, and that. But, I don't know, man. I felt like there was a lot of things, like, especially there was a lot of ADR in like the outside scenes. I feel like with that one, you can just kind of like, you can definitely. I mean, if I don't know, it didn't even look like it, like it was windy either. So, you never know what it might be, though. I guess yeah. because like even if like 
there was like wind on their like clothing, whatever, mm-hmm. you still can't hear that because yeah. they ADR their voice. So there's no like wind to go off mm-hmm. of with the, like say like room tone or something like yeah. that. So there was nothing they kind of like added on to make it seem more natural. And I immediately caught that and I'm like, this th- this feels weird. Mm-hmm. But it really only happened like towards the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It, 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 it saved itself more towards like the middle and, and latter half, whatever. Yeah. That's just what I felt. Also, did you guys know that the night scenes are all day for night? Yeah. That shit's fucking crazy. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is, that's absolutely wild. How like on outside? A, the outside yeah. scenes are day for night. Yeah. How? <laughs> There's wides. Yeah. Yeah. How that's how. That? That's how. Wait, what? So they sacrificed the sound mixing to yeah, what it yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to do this really crazy, cool <laughs> thing where they make out the daytime look like nighttime. Yeah. So what I'm assuming they did was have like you know of course the gigantic silk above them to like uh, soften the light, make them so not as not as harsh on them, and then. It's just for how it's, they do the wide, so that blows my mind. It's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of post work, right? Yeah, because they have to change the tint to a more bluish color. Because this is one thing I, that I caught on too with those wides and stuff like that. The characters look way more lit than they should be at night. Yeah, I wonder like, if it was like a, a thing with the horses. It probably like is. they they couldn't have the horses out. because because like I've seen like I've seen like screen grabs of like of like Kaluuya like in the outfit that he wears yeah. like at night and it's just a picture of like him and Pia like broad daylight. Really? Yes. Okay, I have to Google this now. <laughs> yeah. That's something that's, that shit still blows me away. That shit's so yeah, far. <laughs> I love when they do na- day for night and night for day because mm. it's so like interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. Anyway. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Um, I was talking about it with Victor, and he was like, "I don't believe it," but like, because <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he was telling me he doesn't believe that they shot it that way. Yeah, or at yeah. least completely, because yeah. he was like, we were at work, and I didn't know he was gonna be there, but we were at work, and he just like we had the window in the offices, and he just like pulled out his phone, like put it all the way blue, oh and he was like, God. "Look at that! You see like how the lighting's still coming off the trees like that?" And I'm oh just my like. God. But apparently he get he got in contact with the uh, second assistant on camera C of the film. Oh, what the like fuck? on on Instagram or something like he just messaged really? him or something like uh-huh. that. So he said he was gonna ask him and then That's hopefully cool. we'll know from there. That's so cool. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he he did a lot of like research on BTS and stuff and he's still like mind blown about it. Wow. Wow. He says it's his favorite movie of the year too. Shout out Victor. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite movie of the year. I've not heard of a movie either, but it's still up there. Not mine. It's someone else's too. Probably everything everywhere for now. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mine's Marcel Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like for me right now, it'll be everything everywhere. Then this movie, then Bullet Train, I think. Whoa. Well, you haven't seen too many this year, right? Yeah. It's a huge toss-up between those two for me for now. What do... Because I think we're, like my ranking, I do have... Wow. I have bullet train above note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you gave it three and a half. Oh yeah, I did give note three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but interesting year though. I, I can't wait for us to talk about our favorites of the year. Yeah. When we get well, down yeah, to we'll it, we'll definitely get into that much later on. But for now, um, that's we'll ranking them. F- what ranking the films? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, first, for, I mean, for me, first is Get Out. Get Out. Of course, I think the movie is fucking great. The movie is fucking... It, <laughs> okay, <man. laughs> it's not perfect, but like, I mean, well, 
I, I like obviously there's some little things that we all have mm-hmm. in the picks. Like no no movie is perfect, but you can still rate it like a yeah. score like that. But five, I feel like forget out. So that's best my number one. Then two, I would give it to Nope. Mm-hmm. Then three us. Same for me. <laughs> oh. Um <laughs> when I again I do want to rewatch Nope because I feel like it'll go up when I see it again. Mm-hmm. But upon first watch, yeah. my ranking was Get Out Us. Nope. Damn. So his filmography just goes downhill. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it could change depending. Because again, yeah, honestly, I, I would. Once, so. I, I would have to watch Us again. I need to watch Us again. Yeah. Just to really get like a good grasp of like mm-hmm. how I feel for both the movies. Yeah. But. Regardless, that will be it for uh, the Jordan Peele directorial spotlight. Mm. <laughs> what? None. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening and or watching. You can follow us at YouTube, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Instagram. What the fuck is YouTube for? Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Subscribe to our YouTube, though. Subscribe to our YouTube. Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, at NextRingPod. Leave comments, leave reviews, share with your friends, please. We love you. Subscribe to us us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yes, please. We only love you if you do all those things and then comment and if you don't like five stars. Yeah, five stars. (laughs) (laughs) If you just listen, like what are you doing? Like go all out. If you're in your car right now, turn off the car. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Park and then turn off your car and then do that stuff and then don't just turn off your car in the middle of I-4 you're in the middle of the highway. I want you to just fucking... (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. Woo!